This is 89.7 KRUI. Thank you all for joining us this evening for our live debut of Hit Dice, our uh, podcast tabletop role-playing show. Uh, here, uh, DMs, GMs, and players alike will come around to sit together and play Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host, Ethan Spires, and Game Master for this evening and this series. Let's get it. go ahead and uh, meet the rest of our crew. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Oster, playing Yola Earthfingers, a halfling bard. Uh, I am Luke Altaus. I'll be playing Laurel Lohan, a half-elf sorcerer. My name is Maxfield Kanan. I will be playing Shane D'Olver, a half-elf warlock. And my name is Alex Lenars. I am playing Damien Torricasi, a high-elf rogue. Wonderful. I'd just like to point out that we are all very excited here to start playing this evening. Um, and uh, just to let you know, the whole purpose of this show is just kind of spotlight what it looks like for a group of friends to sit around and just play Dungeons and Dragons uh, in, in their basement, in their home. It's just kind of a spotlight into our story here. Um, so with that, without further ado, I think we're just going to hop right into it. So thank you all for joining us. And let's begin. Rallamore. Once a massive expanse of a continent filled with luscious forests and fruitful cities, it once bloomed with beauty and magic and light from the Kadar, a race of moon elves that once lived upon these lands. Now, blessed by the amber light of the lesser of the two moons, Cadmus. The Gadari Empire ruled over the continent with peace and prosperity. Until, of course, the departure. A cataclysmic event during the height of the Empire as a lunar solstice appeared and the, those of pure blood, Kadar blood, uh, began to glow and dissipate into shards of light. The forests began to wither and die, and the cities began to dissolve into chaos. After about three or four years of infighting, the cities stabilized, proclaimed themselves as providences here on the continent, while the forests withered completely into these badlands in between, where very little life resides. Our story takes place about 50 years after the departure. 100 miles away from the nearest shore in the landlocked city of the, a, the old capital of Ralamor, Lidorum, a city known for its uh, numerous conservatories and uh, collections of artists and artisans, we visit our characters in a stomping ground of sorts, the Forgotten Boot, an old tavern towards the eastern side of the city the outside is a little ramshackled, a little run down, but that adds to its charm. As looking down across it, a, a massive staircase leading up to these huge wooden doors that are most often at times open, and uh, you can kind of feel the warmth and energy from the inside of its kind of uh, uh, glow from many of the fireplaces within. However, the path leading up to the Forgotten Boot has a massive arch. Uh, and above that, there are most likely hundreds of pairs of boots and shoes and other footwear that have been tossed up and above and now dangle, uh, giving this uh, place its name, the Forgotten Boot. 
our characters here return from a, a, a mission. Uh, after investigating a, a forgotten watchtower, a little past the city walls, a few miles out, uh, and returning with a few artifacts, you return to Amanda Knight, a practitioner of the Arconical Arts, an uh, uh, individual whom um, few of you have bumped into previously, um, but uh, is now just kind of starting to come into the fold of this group as a whole. As you sit there, uh, you have a cart full of your uh, uh, supplies and materials and whatnot outside, um, just kind of all around a small table. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind describing yourselves as your characters in great detail. Uh, we'll start around here. Um, Yola Earthfingers is kind of a wild gal, I would say. <laughs> really frizzy hair, un unmanageable, un uncontainable. Um, Green eyes, brown, kind of dusty hair, has not been washed. <laughs> so you don't really know if that's the right color. It's just kind of maybe dirt, you know? <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, a lot of just bright red drapey clothes, just very loud. And of course, just a huge set of bagpipes, just hobbling, just kind of off-centered because... Yola is pretty short, obviously, so you know it's a lot of weight. So yeah, kind of how, how tall is Yola? Around. Hmm, probably like I want to say like four feet. All right, sounds good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, Yola Earthfingers. Now we move on over to Laurel. Uh, Laurel Lohan is a half elf, uh, green eyes, and uh, very elongated facial structure he looks he has hints from his father you can see but he also has hints from his mother um and he has basic just kind of brown just a brown throw-on cloak basically with a with a nice belt and on the belt you can see he has two two little hammers which are Kind of odd for looking at this guy walking down the street, but uh, then you see a few trinkets and on his belt that are made of glass, and you see one that is actually of an elven female with green eyes. Wonderful. Pass it on over to Shane. Sure. Yeah. Um, Shane is a rather tall individual. Uh, his uh, golden irised eyes. Um, are set uh, within his dark features. Um, dark hair, darker skin. Um, yeah, very very olive-toned. Um, wearing clothes that are such a dark brown that they look almost black. <laughs> um, and in the folds of his uh, jacket, flickering in and out of view, a, is a sword. Sometimes it looks like it's there, other times not. Um, slung across his back as a shield as well, um, sort of just making him look like a weird hodgepodge of different characteristics. Like, he's, he's not as built as a warrior would be, but he's not as frail as a, a true academic would be, either. Wonderful. And lastly. Damien has an aura about him, cloud in a black cloak with a dark green inside. 
It's not often that you see his face. He just kind of vibes, chills, hangs out. Um, but on his belt, underneath his cloak, kind of drapes over his hood and his body, you see almost like a a, a tactical fanny pack, if you will. Um, so a fanny pack. Yeah. Yeah. Tactical fanny pack. That's the only thing fanny packs are. They're, just, they're, tactical. they're tactical. So yeah, it's okay. like, it's like, like think Still like if Batman were just a little bit more queer and it's like, it's, it's fantastic. All it's right. wonderful. It's amazing. Um, but inside there's all sorts of little goodies, uh, like a disguise kit, little toys, little trinkets, little pocketbooks to keep things in. Other than these things, you don't really see a whole lot. You don't see the golden skin underneath the hood or the piercing blue eyes or the tiny pupils that are adjusted to the lighting of the world. You just see the little trinkets, the sword at the hilt, and a short bow across the back. Wonderful. As our uh, ragtag group of adventurers uh, sit around the table, Amanda, who is uh, uh, relatively tall, um, uh, they have their... Uh, uh, robes that are pretty standard for anybody who is a practitioner of the arcane um, that are kind of laced with this uh, white, gold, and uh, navy blue tones kind of all throughout the uh, their uh, wares. Um, you do notice that they do have a, uh, a kind of a holster to their side that has a, a looks to be a small book inside of it. Um, and, uh, their hair is, uh, every time you've seen them, any, any, every time any one of you has seen her, uh, she has her hair put up in some fashion, um, whether it be in some ornate kind of bun at the top or just some messy, uh, uh, thrown together type of, uh, uh, situation, just basically keep her hair out of her face. Today is one such event where you can definitely see that she just put whatever up and is now out and about here to see you all. Um... Again, you have all returned from this mission where she's kind of told you to uh, investigate this uh, forgotten watchtower um, and search for any sort of goodies, relics, or otherwise that may have reference to the departure or the Kadari Empire in general. Um, after a few drinks here tonight, um, uh, with pleasantries exchanged, uh, she finally kind of leans in and says, <laughs> all right, all right, all pleasantries aside, did you acquire anything uh, useful, or, or did you find anything in regards to the Kadari Empire? Well, I, I do believe we may have found quite a few goodies for you, Amanda. Really? Yes. Do um, go on, do go on. Yes. One thing that I was able to bring in here, um, and I'm going to bring out the journal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's another one in the cart, a bit conspicuous <laughs> to try and bring oh, indoors. Wonderful. Well, wh wh what have you brought? What is it? Sure. Uh, this, I believe, is a first-hand account of the departure. Uh, you see her, her form just kind of straightens slightly, <laughs> leans in even further. Uh, um, her human features kind of just uh, uh, peering over the table towards you. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to run that by me again. A what? Uh, exactly as I said, Amanda. First-hand account of the departure. And I'm gonna open it up to the last page and slide it across the table. She reaches out and, almost as if like cradling a child, picks this thing up. And you see her eyes just begin to move across the words at an incredible speed. This, 
This is fascinating. Well done, all of you. Well done. <laughs> this is quite impressive. This this is worth quite a bit, and, and I will be sure that uh, uh, we will make it worth your while. Of of course. I, I, I'm excited. What else have you found then? Um, shall we take this outside? Sure. sure. Please lead on. Um, leading her back to the cart. Sure. Just yeah, you kind of make your way outside down the large staircase. You notice that there are uh, a few individuals kind of having their arms wrapped around another one another, slowly <laughs> trudging their way down the stairs. Um, it looks to be a, a, a half elf gentleman and uh, looks to be a, a human man. Um, again, just kind of swinging back and forth, and you hear one of them kind of uh, singing to themselves slowly and elvish. <laughs> And the other one's, oh, shut up. <laughs> and they just begin to kind of move down the stairs still. Um, you lead uh, Amanda over to the cart. Um, and they're kind of wrapped in all the kind of a uh, uh, hodgepodge cloth and fur that you found in the cart to begin with um, are all the rest of your kind of goodies or whatever you wish to store in there. There is, however, a large kind of like pole that is protruding out to the side, which is that second artifact which yes. you found. Um, going to sort of uncover it with a flourish. Of course. And, <laughs> uh, bring it up. This thing is long. Like, yes. It, it's taller than even me, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. This, this, uh, uh, this spear that you provide um, is massive. <laughs> Um, it uh, has elegance in its craft and its gold and silvers um, as it kind of trills all the way up from the base of the spear to the point where it kind of uh, uh, winds itself together to its uh, kind of spaded head. Um, and immediately again, Amanda's eyes just kind of go wide. Um, you do notice, however, that it's not as wide as that first as encounter, first, yeah. but yeah. still, still yeah. Uh, admiration and impressed. Um, she reaches out, takes a hold of it for a moment, looks at the rest of you, and we're going to hit our first spot. We will be right back after this short break. Hi again. My name is Alex Lenars, and you're listening to an archived episode of Hit Dice, a live D&D actual play show. If you're enjoying it so far, consider following us online and tuning in live on krui.fm. You can check our socials for our current broadcast schedule, as well as our archive schedule. Thanks. Let me send you back to the show. And we're back. Amanda turns, looks at you all. <laughs> to say the least, I am quite impressed with your finds. Are, are these the only two? You said you had more? Are you? These are the only ones that I believe we found of note. Others are still magical, but more mundane. Less of use to researchers and more to adventurers in the field. Of course, as mentioned, anything not involving the Kadar is yours to keep, and I can see a few of you, and she looks over towards Yola, um, and just kind of rests her gaze there for a moment, says, I see a few of you may have sticky fingers. <laughs> wow. Episode one. Doesn't look, at the guy, doesn't look at the guy in the black cloak with, like, the hood up. That's, it's called profiling, baby. That's, yeah. Um, she does kind of look at the rest of you, um, says, perfect. Well, in regards to payment, um, of course I don't have it on me, especially mm. in the quantity that you'll be provided with. Yes. However, what is that quantity? 
Well, I'll have to have it officially appraised by uh, uh, one of our uh, artifacts uh, specialists. Mm -hmm. But if you are so interested, instead of waiting till tomorrow, I could just take you to one of the depots now, if you'd be interested. What do we think? This isn't something Amanda's ever offered before, is it? That's correct. Okay. Um, I would say go ahead, everybody roll a history check for me. It's first roll of the game first here. Roll of Super intelligent. <laughs> oh no, I'll pick that one up later. That's a big old three. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Mm. 11. 11. Uh, that's a 12 for me. 12. That is a 19 plus three for a 22. 22, Ooh. all right. Um, I would say uh, uh, Laurel's just having a moment of, of a brain fart of just not really putting all the pieces together yeah. and, and whatnot. Um, but uh, since you all kind of were born here, at least grew up here, um, you are aware of the artifact depots. There are uh, three of them. Uh, established shortly after the departure um, and once things kind of began to settle in Lodorum. Uh, these artifact depots are uh, basically just uh, where people go to dump anything they may have found involving the old empire um, or otherwise in way of just magical uh, uh, items um, in which people just didn't want to have to deal with. Uh, you know, you common folk, if you find something, you didn't want to have to worry about holding on to something this valuable, um, can turn it in. Uh, again, there are three of them throughout the entire city. Um, it's something where tours are definitely not offered. Uh, there are spaces that you uh, know, it's a space of learning and research and uh, uh, testing of all of these sorts of artifacts and whatnot. But uh, again, to the open public, this is not something that occurs often. So, Amanda kind of still turns. All right then. Well, uh, I'm sure the night shift is just getting started at this <laughs> point. So, shall we? Yeah. Not an opportunity yeah, that knocks yeah. often. Perfect. Let's do it. Onward then. Uh, she turns away um, and begins to walk kind of down the street towards the, uh, uh, a little bit towards the west. Um, uh, who's carrying the cart? Are you leaving the cart? Oh, what's your taking this cart. We're <laughs> probably um, taking the cart with him. Yeah, yeah, um, So is it, as it's like a pull behind. Yeah, certified. could just like two people grab one arm oh, a piece sure. and just kind of walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could probably make your way at, a, at probably, a pretty yeah. decent pace just yep. with one person there too. It's not, yeah. it's not a huge cart. I guess as certified muscle boy, I will. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. Are you taking both handles? I mean, she's actually stronger than I am. Okay, out really? Of, out of curiosity, what yeah. is your strength? Okay. 14. You have a 14. Mine's a 10. Very nice. Just thinking about my height. <laughs> if, if, if strength was on just a scale. Over the head. To 20. <laughs> I'm about a 10. 1 to 20. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Shane, you're, you're just grabbing the cart then? I think so. Okay, yeah, you just snagged okay. the cart. All right. Yeah. You start yeah. to begin to pull it down the way. Um... All right, yeah. Uh, the, the night has just kind of uh, begun here. The stars begin to kind of peek out through a bit of the overcast night. Um, and you also notice the uh, large crescent form of Ilsaria, the larger moon, giving off its faint blue-violet glow, and that of Cadmus, the smaller moon kind of set in the eye of the uh, crescent um, with its heavy amber glow, um, which is much, uh, uh, it's, it's far more prominent over the night sky than the light of the larger moon, at least in this area. Mm. Um, a few minutes of travel, about 10 minutes of walking, um, 
you all are kind of a, a, a jovial lot of sorts. Um, uh, I would say, let's see here. Uh, I'll have Yola and Laurel. Go ahead. Uh, I need both of you guys to uh, make perception checks for me. Gosh, dang. Six. Ooh. Fourteen. Fourteen. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, just kind of keeping out, uh, out on the streets. Uh, Laurel, you're just kind of uh, moseying about, just, just as you would normally, just <laughs> going out for a night walk. Um, growing up on the streets is very different, however. You have oh, yeah. your eyes kind of out. That's right. Uh, just kind of Laurel. Growing That's up right. on the streets. <laughs> From me. <laughs> Um, I would say that you notice, uh, uh, there are a few eyes on you. Um, I mean, to see people moving in a, a, a larger group as night begins to move closer inward to the city, where a lot of like businesses are happening, you know, businesses, conservatories, uh, places of learning, things like that, um, where work would happen during the day, um, is unusual to see that group of people moving towards that rather than to the outskirts of the city where a lot of the uh, taverns and bars and things are. Um, but nothing really beyond just a few curious glances. No one seems to be following you or anything like that. Um, just a just an occasional glance in your direction. You come around a bend and kind of uh, uh, switch direction slightly at a cross section and uh, notice the massive form of the warehouse, basically, of this artifact depot. Um, it is not, it's pretty crude in design. It looks as if you put a massive box in place and the walls on the outside are of thick stone. Um, in its entirety, in its size, you're probably looking at maybe 400, 500 feet across. Um, and uh, it's probably about 80 to 100 feet tall. Uh, it's a massive building. Um, in comparison to a lot of other uh, buildings around the area. Um, Amanda continues to kind of walk upward, and as you approach, you do notice that the door, or the entrance area, there's a staircase that leads up to a, looks to be just flush up against a wall. No, no door, no entrance, anything like that. Mm. Amanda walks up the few oh, staircases, yeah. um, <laughs> and you see her uh, produce, it looks to be a, a, a small jewel of some kind and just place it up against the stone. The stone almost seems to just meld away and is just uh, uh, absorbed into the rest of the wall, creating a very, uh, 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 for as smooth of a transition, it uh, uh, just kind of creates a geometric shape uh, that continues to kind of swirl um, as in a way of an opening for this door. Um, you see her kind of look inward, kind of look around, um, and look at back at the rest of you all. All right, uh, upon entry, you will be searched. Your items of any sort of magical potency uh, will have no effect here, um, as just so you are aware. Any weapons are requested to be left towards the entrance before we make our way into the warehouse proper. Uh, I hope this won't be too much of a problem. No. Damien's eyes <laughs> light up. Just very skeptical, very unsure, very cautious. Do I see where she pointed to? Like and to leave have... items? Well, uh, so you guys haven't oh. entered yet. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, it's like right as right as you get in, it's like the check-in station, and then you're mm. beyond that. So, yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> maybe. I have a sort of bound item. I'm sorry? <laughs> it's bound to me? Uh, by magical means. Maybe? I don't know a lot <laughs> about it. You, you'll be searched when you come on in and we can decide, but uh, uh, just wanted to make sure you're all aware before we enter. Mm. I don't intend okay. to cause issues. She looks kind of just... <laughs> <laughs> Tilts her head slightly, looks at you, just... Right then, uh, follow me. And uh, she uh, uh, enters this space. Um, as you all begin to kind of file in, it is... Uh, uh, just kind of this uh, arch of a desk that encompasses the most of the space. Um, and uh, as you enter, there are three individuals that are just sitting on the other side of this de desk waiting for you uh, to appear, apparently. Um, uh, they ask each of you as, uh, well, which three of you are coming up first? Um, you see Amanda's kind of recognized the uh, uh, person on the other side of the desk, just nods and has them kind of step to the side and just kind of goes, Next. Um, if I'm going to be an issue, should I go first? Should I be last? Yeah. Uh, if you're, yeah. you're probably sure. going to take the longest. Let's Let's do take, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll yeah. <laughs> try to get this sorted. Really? <laughs> Hands behind your head. Turn around slowly. I assume the position. <laughs> turn, you notice that all they do is they pull a, a pretty basic looking wand out from their side, uh, and it just has this kind of... Uh, deep kind of green glow to it as he just kind of moves it up and down as we capture the two other individuals. <laughs> it's very simple, yeah, yeah. The two other individuals kind of turn towards, I would say you're a little hesitant still, so you two, uh, so that will be uh, uh, Yola and Lohan. Uh, two other individuals look towards you. All right, come on. Okay. Hands behind your heads. I put, a, put my hands behind my head. Uh, the There's a, a larger gentleman Miss, uh, hands behind your head, please. Oh, perfect size <laughs> proportion here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fun. Right. Uh, Is it like a hands behind your head? <laughs> no, it's just it's just, just a big port, dude. Portly, yeah, portly guy. That's all. <laughs> All of you, there are a few kind of uh, uh, pings, um, uh, but uh, uh, you're told, any weapons, please just place them on the table. Thank you. <gasps> I just toss my hammers over there. All right, and then uh, Damien, you uh, uh, are up next at that point. Mm. Then, so kind of working forward. Weapons I, on the table, please. I, I very slowly, begrudgingly come up. First sword out. Second sword out. First of three daggers out. <laughs> out. Continue the process until a good thirty pounds lighter. <laughs> Damien now is, and. 30 times as angry. <laughs> Very frustrated at this nuisance. Man, you have a lot of weapons. So, it's that um, fanny pack. It's, the, it's, my, it's my super fanny pack. It's tactic cool. Um, I will say, Shane, you are able to uh, uh, part with your weapon, it seems, okay. um, as you place it on the table. <laughs> cool. Um, so, ash. <laughs> so, the rest of you, as uh, uh, you, so you would be. Uh, weaponless at this point, just so you are aware moving forward until you retrieve your weapons. I am a weapon. So, <laughs> I was so just magic. my buttons. 
so magic just like doesn't work. Uh, magic currently right now seems to be uh, you, you still feel. A I try and like just magic. molder some of the ground like so. So magic quietly, in general, just seeing if it like works. Gone. I'm gonna quietly cause a small earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> quietly just like move some of the rock, like some of the uh -huh. just move it a little bit. Uh -huh. Not as much. soon as you start to do, as soon as you. Uh, kind of reach your hand outward, the uh, door behind begins to close <laughs> and just kind of melds into place. Um, and as soon you see there are elements of the earth underneath of you that start to begin to slightly curl up. As soon as the door closes, it stops. And the spell you're trying to cast is void. Whack. Dang. You all kind of feel a sudden like boom as any sort of magical item you would have, any sort of magical ability music. that you have. Yeah, is music a weapon? <laughs> <laughs> is, Her um, magical music. Uh, has no uh, magical essence. It basically kind of has, has dulled it to a point of uselessness to become mundane at this point. Hmm. Um, Shane, you are hit with a uh, sudden silence. You didn't realize that you were missing. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> as soon as the door closes and that feeling kind of hits all of you, um, it's the first time you've noticed there is the uh, almost like a, a, a just fracturing white noise just in your head. It just is just this constant like tearing sound. Like it starts or it stops Stop. when the door just stops. And it was so minuscule that it just you didn't register it until this moment where all <laughs> magic has just gone away interesting amanda at this point looks at the three of you or the four of you excuse me uh, and says right then uh let's go meet the man of the hour and uh begins to walk down the corridor um uh, uh do you all follow yes perfect are there yeah. just like magical items just sitting around not yet <laughs> you can try and gank one? No. <laughs> no. So you begin to walk down this kind of... Meltstone uh, uh, <laughs> You begin to uh, walk down a smaller corridor and uh, uh, until finally you see uh, uh, light towards an entrance. And as soon as you exit this small kind of tunnel, um, a massive open warehouse space is present before you where there are racks upon racks upon shelves upon racks upon shelves of items <laughs> they mm -hmm. are it's stuffed full in this warehouse there are at least probably uh, four or five hundred uh, uh rows of shelves um and at least uh, uh four or five uh, shelves high on oh each we're one of them. full raiders of the lost oh Ark. this is yes yeah, oh, full a lot of this raiders. is holy God. one of three <laughs> Holy mm. um, it seems to be, uh, uh, as you notice as well, as you enter this space, um, it's a very uh, TARDIS situation. Even though the outside is still massive in comparison to the other buildings in the area, as soon as you've entered, it is almost double the size on the inside, uh, being able to cater to as many racks as it can. Um, Amanda turns around, waves an arm out over the, the stacks, and just says... Welcome. Uh, this is one of our artifact depots here in Ladorum. I can see by your expressions this isn't something that uh, any of you have seen before. Am I correct? No. Nope. Not seen this before. This you is pretty, pretty cool. You would be right. No. Wonderful. Well, uh, uh, 
Please, if you have any questions, this is uh, maybe an inclusive tour as well for you, but uh, let us meet uh, uh, one of our specialists here. Uh, yes, yeah, I have uh, a question. Um, are these, uh, are any of these purchasable? <laughs> just, there just are questions. gift shop too. It's, no, it's a fair question. There are plenty who have definitely attempted to acquire such items. There are a few here that would be available for purchase. Um, not only is this a portion of a research facility in the way of the Kadar, it is in fact just a useful site to decipher magical means on any sort of item that you may provide. Uh, and with that, because not everything that is magical is connected to the Kadar, those are then released back into the public, if deemed safe, uh, for purchase <laughs> or uh, uh, a collectible of sorts. Uh, this section here, and she uh, kind of is beginning to walk, and there's an, a... Uh, you walk past a few rows, um, and when I say a few, it's about 20. And then uh, uh, you <laughs> notice this pretty large clearing that seems to be in the dead center of this... Uh, um, this warehouse. Um, there are desks and uh, lab stations and looks to be just uh, uh, um, different areas to work. Um, and there are about 50 or so individuals who are just kind of rummaging through different papers, items. There are people bringing things off the shelves and back. Um, and you do notice that there are uh, uh, a few individuals who um, are in a, almost looks like to be a, a sand pit of sorts. Um, outside of the sand pit, there are four kind of a, a metallic rods that have these orbs at the top of them that uh, seem to hum slightly. Um, and in there, you do notice as an individual takes, it looks to be a, uh, a, a wand from outside of on off of one of the desks. As soon as they step into this space, you see the wand begin to just kind of uh, uh, erupt in flame and as a, a, a blade of flame is produced. Um, it seems as though whatever in this space, it seems to be a, a zone in which you would be able to use sorts of magic. With that, um, you notice uh, a, a form in which Amanda kind of uh, turns and walks towards, ah, here he is, and taps him on the shoulder. A hunched over uh, a form that seems to be just observing the this space in the middle. Um, no taller than about 5'5", five, five, uh, at least uh, hunched over, um, with these this deep brown colored uh, leather tunic um, that kind of cascades down past their waist, almost to their thigh. Um, and you notice a thick red scaled tail is protruding from their back as well. Their head is adorned with a ton of these deep maroon, almost brown colored scales. And as soon as they turn at the tap of Amanda, you see these piercing yellow eyes and a dragon-like snout towards their mouth. Um, go ahead and make a history check if Ooh. those are interested. Absolutely. Uh, 20 total. 20 total. Ooh. 3 plus 3 equals 6. 6. 15? 15. History, right? That's 1. 7. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who uh, may not have had a, a, a experience outside of the city to a great extent, um, or even that of a, a, like an official learning, uh, uh, or traditional learning style, rather, um, this 
is almost uh, uh, almost like out of a fairy tale, even in this mystical setting. Um, this person is a dragonborn. Um, not only that, Shane, you would definitely know that there are very few dragonborn in Lodorum at all. Like, mm. you probably count them on two hands type of thing. <laughs> like, it's, wow. it's very, very Wolf. rare. Um, the, most of them have not been around, like, have not been in Lodorum uh, uh, for quite for a, a, a bit of time. None of them are really locals. Um, so they definitely have come from outside the city, either been brought in or have traveled in, um, which you would all know is rather difficult with the hundreds of miles of badlands outside of the city. Um, as soon as they turn, uh, you just hear, nah, Amanda, and it kind of turns uh, and he bows his head slightly and it looks sl- over towards the rest of you. God, um, Amanda turns back towards you. Uh, you'll have to excuse me. Um, uh, he does not speak common or elvish that of his, he speaks only that of his, uh, home. Uh, so for all those who no, speak. that's quite all right. I understand. So you understand dr- Draconic then? I do. You speak, Lucky. do you speak Draconic? I do. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> so you have, you'll have a little bit of insight here, um, and, uh, uh some of this dialogue to come then. Um, as he uh, uh, turns in your direction um, and uh, uh, what he had spoken of then was saying that uh, uh, have they brought what you said they would bring? Uh, Basically the equivalent of that. Um, And Amanda turns back to him, responds in draconic. um, uh, They have done so and more. (laughs) Turning back to you all then, uh, uh, just kind of waiting, looking at you expectingly, uh, if you would mind presenting. Uh, this is uh, 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 Gund Jurak, uh, one of our finest here, uh, brought in from, uh, uh, he's definitely not a local if you uh, couldn't gather that much, but he is one of our finest in uh, uh, way of artifact research here. Um, so please, uh, uh, don't be shy, present what you have found here. Uh, I took the reins before. Would someone else care to? Sure, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll grab... Who has it, though? You do that. <laughs> I have the notebook. <laughs> I pull it out of my satchel. Uh, and then I'll go, yeah, so we were up in the tower in the Badlands, and... I'll serve as a translator. We first... Okay. <laughs> well, first, I guess, we ran into a group of kind of, like, thug guys. Uh, they were... They were, yeah, they were pretty easy to deal with, but they were they were they were a weird group. They were a weird group. Yeah. Uh, and then and we went up, got beat up by some rocks. Uh, and there were a lot of bats too. There were a lot of bats. Yeah. A lot of bats. Uh, but yeah, we got this uh, notebook, and it's it's a firsthand account of the uh, departure. I'm just gonna say it was, <laughs> it was pretty. It was yeah. Found firsthand account in an abandoned watchtower. Okay. <laughs> As you begin to kind of, uh, uh, as, he, <laughs> as you say that, and just, uh, he, he, uh, a Laurel continues to talk. Uh, so Shane, you just say that uh, uh, right out of the gate. Well, and no, like tor- towards the tail end. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Sort of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> looks back, looks back at you, looks back at Laurel, looks back at Amanda, and then just reaches his hand out towards you. Yeah. In a very similar fashion. I found it, I found it very fascinating. I... <laughs> As he begins to grab it, he just delicately holds this notebook and begins to slowly flip through and read. And just begins to nod slightly. 
No, hi, uh, What else? I pull out the giant spear, <laughs> I guess. I guess it was on my back or something. I don't know. Magic. It's magic. <laughs> as soon as you produce that one, you see a, 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 a glint of recognition. Um, and they oh. turn is place it with the other spades. Um, uh, uh, said in Draconic. Um, <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> spades? As in, like, this is a gardening tool? It's a magical That's gardening what he says. tool. All right. Lost in translation. Um, uh, Amanda kind of grabs There's and hands it off to another steward. <laughs> Um, you see, uh, uh, he kind of ushers, uh, uh, Amanda to the Isn't side for a moment, just, just kind of politely say, uh, uh, one moment. And he, uh, pulls Amanda to the side and there's a bit of not heated discussion, but just, there's definitely some information that he's trying to present to her in a hushed fashion. Um, and let's see here. I would say since you can speak the language, uh, Go ahead, Shane. I'll have you make a. Uh, we'll, we'll make it a perception check here. Hmm. Sixteen. Sixteen. All right. All right. Um, you hear in kind of the hush words, and again, a draconic is a uh, kind of a, a, a broken language. A lot of uh, a way of like sentence structure is just rearranged most of the time. Um, so you get the essence of uh, uh, inventory was off again. I suspect janitor, he missing now, night of theft. Amanda kind of turns, nods. Y yes, you can laugh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rogue janitor. <laughs> it's the janitor. It's always the janitor. It's always the if it's not the janitor, it's the butler. <laughs> the <boss is> like, <laughs> an upper class janitor. <laughs> <laughs> um, she turns back, kind of discusses, and just uh, uh, finishes up the, the uh, uh, conversation, quieted tones, um, and then. Uh, uh, is presented with a large kind of satchel of uh, what you would assume to be coin as it kind of jingles as uh, uh, Amanda grabs it from another steward that passes by, kind of bows and then moves back to their work. Um, turns back to you all. Your payment for your troubles, uh, I hope you will see that it will suffice for your uh, uh, for your tasks. Uh, she presents that to you. Um, again, it's kind of a, 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 it's a small satchel full of coin. Uh, nice. So whoever wants to take that, she just kind of holds it out by the strap towards any of you. I'm into satchels. Damien, <laughs> Damien's into satchels. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, <laughs> you snag the satchel. Put it on. All right. And with that, she kind of turns, looking at the rest of you. I have a question. Yes? Uh... Do you have other, any other books from like any other scholars or any other accounts in your artifact collection? Have you found anything else relatively like it? She turns back towards uh, uh, Jirak and uh, just kind of exchanges a few words in Draconic. Um, she turns back and says, a, a few, a very, mm. very few, uh, not at this location. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I 
I mean, there's racks and racks of items, but there's no, like, I didn't see any bookshelf anywhere. This has everything from magical artifacts of the Kadar to house plates created. Oh, in, really? uh, it's anything and everything <laughs> in way of research nice. to try and discover the mysteries of the departure. Yeah. Uh, but in regards to current employment, um, might I ask, do you have any current contracts that you are bound to? Not that I'm aware of, but we might be looking into some missing persons. Oh? Yeah. Uh, unless you've got some missing persons of your own that you need looked after. I was unaware that you had that in your uh, repertoire of skills. Uh, allow me to discuss with Jarak for a moment. Uh, she turns back and begins to kind of present this idea. Um, and with that, we're going to hit our uh, second break. Hi, Alex again. We as a show are lucky enough to have the support and facilities of KRUI 89.7, a student-ran radio station based in Iowa City. Check the station out on krui.fm and on the airwaves. And thank you, listeners, very much for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back. Uh, Amanda turns back to you all. If you would be so interested, uh, it seems as though we have a thief to catch. I know that uh, at least one of you here is quite skilled in uh, ways of perception and insight. Investigation work. Damien, I know that you have done such in the past. Am I mistaken? Hmm. I have. <laughs> Thanks, Laurel. I say it with full confidence. Okay. Make a, make a, you want to make a deception check? Yes, I would. All right. Yeah, let's roll. <laughs> I want her to believe that I've done this. <laughs> hmm. 22. Ooh. She looks for a moment, seemingly arches an eyebrow for a moment <laughs> as if to believe you, and then tilts her head back forward as in... Not buying it. With a natural 20, she sees right <laughs> through your decision. <laughs> and she says, I doubt that. Regardless, let us take a look at our uh, uh, situation here. I, I will discuss with Jarak to see if there are any other details. Um, if you wouldn't mind, it seems as though an artifact has gone missing. Uh, and so has our uh, janitorial staff. Oh, so, is he okay? Uh, well, that remains they. to be seen. Uh, okay. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, please, come with me. After a few moments of uh, discussion between Jarak and uh, uh, the rest of you all, uh, the information is presented to you as such. Um, the piece that was missing isn't necessarily uh, something that... A, uh, a, a highly sought-after item, at least to the common eye. Uh, it's something that research had just begun on, and there wasn't much in way of information um, to be gathered quite yet. So it's still a bit of a mystery on what exactly had been stolen, but you do know the location of where in the racks it was stolen. Mm. Um, and with that, I will say, if you guys want to go ahead and make investigation checks um, just to kind of gather a bit of more information in the area. 
please do so now. Well, they do that. I, I'll just try and like talk to Amanda for a little bit then. <laughs> sure. Talk her up. <laughs> After you lied to her. <laughs> it's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's my character trait. It's, it's the game. Um, I guess I just want to ask her, are there any ways that we'd be able to track said item? Is there anything... No, unfortunately, and it's a bit of a mystery on how one would even attempt to try and either break in or out. Most There is the only entrance. Yeah, I feel like it would be pretty hard. It's meant to be. Um, Understandable. <laughs> and you uh, are kind of looking around in the area. She kind of references uh, up towards the corners of the ceiling. Um, and as you look up, she's, these stones are meant to again, dampen any sort of magic, creating a very difficult atmosphere for anyone to uh, teleport in or out or otherwise. So one could say that, uh, uh, I guess I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure, investigation work isn't really my strong suit, but yes. uh, with that though, uh, investigation checks will start around with uh, Yola. That's a nine. That's a nine, <laughs> all right. 23. 23. Big investigator. 17. Awesome. All right. Um, Yola, you, you kind of find yourself lost in the stacks. Um, you kind of start They're to wander, and uh, <laughs> you can make it to the first shelf. You're looking at the first shelf. Um, uh, I would say, yeah, not much in way of anything noticeable, at least at least from, from your eye. Um, Damien and Shane, however, you guys begin to... Look out, and you see the the four gems that Amanda kind of pointed out. And as you kind of look at the rest of the space here, um, you kind of start to put the pieces together. Looking down at the site, there is seemingly a, a no disturbance, um, which is strange because on the artifacts to the left and to the right of this very vacant spot, um, there isn't much, but there is, with a 23, there is a, a, a slight layer of dust. Um, and when looking at the section where the item was said to be, there's absolutely no dust whatsoever. Down below, underneath as well, um, onto the ground, uh, again, just in the space right where that item would be, seems to be relatively untouched, almost too untouched. You also notice a kind of a, a slight path with that, um, leading back towards, past the, uh, past the stacks, towards the kind of central space. You hear um, uh, uh, someone uh, uh, kind of call out, and uh, uh, Drock kind of just turns, and begins to kind of stomp on over almost. Um, you just hear a slight commotion. Um, and as you kind of round around the stacks again, seeing the central space, a uh, uh, the kind of sand pit area is about foot or two uh, uh, submerged in water. Um, and as this looks to be some intern has this uh, uh, massive jug just upside down, just kind of. That is <laughs> <laughs> and it just seems to be endlessly pouring out water into the space. As it reaches the kind of this, uh, uh, those four uh, large silver domed uh, um, uh, rods, you see the blue shimmering 
uh, barrier of magic in that space uh, begin to appear as the water pumps up against it and just begins to slowly continue to rise. Oh. Um, and with that, uh, uh, Jirak kind of moves over to the side of one of these uh, uh, poles or rods, and you notice there is a similar-looking uh, teal-colored gem uh, to those placed at the tops of the ceiling. Um, he takes his hand, places it on top of it, um, and uh, uh, whispers, it seems to be a word, um, and the water within begins to uh, slowly descend. Um, and you hear him just kind of call out, um, basically translating to, you idiot, turn the jug over. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which he doesn't really understand, but but getting the you know reference of it, he, he turns it back over, and the uh, water all seems to kind of just seep into the sand below and begin to kind of slowly whirlpool down into the space until finally it <laughs> dissipates. The barrier then kind of uh, shimmers once before then remaining invisible. Um, with that, uh, uh, in way of portions of investigation, otherwise, I would say Damien. You pick up here too, um, and it's explained that uh, in way of, of teleportation-wise, even that of a, a teleportation scroll spell and whatnot, um, those types of spells are blocked within the space, even within the uh, kind of magical use area. Uh, there's a specific enchantment used for any sort of uh, uh, transportation. Um, it is explained, however, in this space, uh, the large sand pit, it is, uh, uh, you are able to morph the space how you so choose if you are a, a chief. Uh, authorized? Uh, yeah, if you are authorized mm. to an extent. Um, so that's why it seemed as though uh, people were kind of trying to get Jarok back to the space so he could mm -hmm. activate that said uh, device. Um, I would say, though, with you two peering in, um, I guess I leave it. I leave it to you all. Uh, that's about all the information that you can gather, at least in this space, and leave it to your speculation. So it, it, there's just a clear non-dust path from there to the middle circle. So it seems uh, not necessarily clear at this point. I mean, there's been people traversing yeah, through yeah, it, yeah. but uh, it a seems fairly... to be pointing towards that space. But with that, unfortunately, our time is up for the evening. Thank you all for joining us, our uh, uh, one listener or two or three. How many of you are all out Hundreds. there? Thank you for Hundreds. listening here Hundreds, tonight. Not thousands. thousands. I'm Don't sure. Thousands. Booming show we are. I'd probably guess uh, a million. Yeah. 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 One hit wonder. We Just will, kidding. <laughs> we will jump back into the unfolding mystery of this thief. Um, hopefully uh, uh, next week at around the same time. Uh, there are a few episodes that come before. Alex, where can they find us? Absolutely. You can find us on anywhere you listen to podcasts on the KRUY, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all them good business. SoundCloud, I think, is on there. whole bunch of stuff. And then also on the official Hit Dice YouTube channel. All sorts of wonderful places. All sorts of wonderful things. Go check it out and check out KRUY since you're here. Listen it out. Incredible. So. Thank you all again for everyone here tonight. And thank you for all your listeners. And until we roll again, have a good night.